Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 23rd. Today we are going to begin a brand new Come Follow Me blog. We have finished with Jeremiah and Lamentations and now we're on to the book of Ezekiel. Now it's interesting, Isaiah is a very long book in the Old Testament, but we had weeks to study it. And Jeremiah is really long too, but we had some time. And here we've got Ezekiel, which is also a super long book, but we've only got one week to study it. And so we're not going to study the whole thing, but we're going to be studying Ezekiel chapters 1 through 3, 33 through 34, 36 through 37, and 47. Now, as I was preparing for this lesson today, it occurred to me that I didn't take the opportunity to introduce the book of Jeremiah and the prophet Jeremiah like I usually do. I try to explain some historical background behind each book that we study, and I I realize I totally failed you on that last week, but I won't fail you this week. In the book of Ezekiel, it's really, really interesting. The book of Ezekiel contains a lot of visions and a lot of prophecies of the prophet Ezekiel. Now, because it is visions and prophecies, a lot of times it's done symbolically, but there's a lot of really beautiful things here that we have to learn. Now, as far as time period goes, it's going to be a similar time period to Jeremiah. And remember, Jeremiah was just after Isaiah. So with the prophet Ezekiel, he is carried away into Babylon and he is called up as a prophet to minister unto those who were carried away. Now, he was carried away in that first group that was carried away. The first group of people to be carried away, according to the book of 2 Kings, were the chief men, meaning Ezekiel most likely was part of a influential family or an affluent family in the kingdom of Judah. And so he was carried away in that first group of people that was carried away. And he was called to minister and to be a prophet among those who had been carried away. Remember, Jeremiah was also a prophet at the time, but he went south. He was not carried away captive into Babylon. He was imprisoned in the southern kingdom. And then Also, at the same time, we have Daniel, but Daniel's ministry was mostly in the king's court. So we've got these three different people telling us three separate stories, but all of it centers around one idea of the kingdom of Judah going against the commandments, going against their God and being carried away captive and Jerusalem being destroyed. And it's so interesting, the different stories and the different perspectives that we get from these three different people at the time. Now, what I love about the book of Ezekiel is, again, remember, Ezekiel is preaching to people who have been carried away into Babylon, who are in a really difficult way and a difficult place. And yet God calling a prophet in that time and in that place and to a people who had rejected him shows us again his desires to reach out to all of his children, whether they are obeying or not, whether they're listening or not, God takes opportunities to reach his children. And here in the book of Ezekiel, we get the opportunity to see that his children who had been carried away captive weren't necessarily obedient. They weren't necessarily righteous. They weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. They weren't living up to the covenants that they had made. Yet God did not abandon them. He didn't leave them alone. He found ways to try to reach out and comfort them. And for us in our lives, especially as we have loved ones who have gone astray, who aren't being obedient, who aren't living up to their covenants, the book of Ezekiel acts as a great hope that God does not turn his back on any of his children, no matter what. 
It also acts as a lot of hope because here in the book of Ezekiel, it's set at a time when Jerusalem is being destroyed. And yet Ezekiel preaches hope. Ezekiel sees visions and prophecies beyond the scattering of Israel. He sees the future when the Lord's going to gather his people again. Some of the most famous scriptures from the book of Ezekiel talk about a new heart and a new spirit. And Ezekiel gets to see that and he spreads the hope of it. And so for me, the book of Ezekiel stands as a testament of what God can do for us, what he can do to us, how he never abandons us, how he's always continuing to work with us, and how he can cause major transformation and major change in our lives, and more importantly, in our hearts. So let's begin the book of Ezekiel. Now we're just going to read the very first verse, but there's a really important principle that we can see underneath these layers. Verse one of Ezekiel chapter one says, now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Now, first of all, before we jump into the principle, I think it's really significant that it says that he was in his 30th year. That was a very common thing for Jews. They believed that ministry could begin in the 30th year. That's why Christ was 30 when he began his ministry. That was part of Jewish tradition. And so in this, we see that Ezekiel and God respected that Jewish tradition. And we see a type and shadow of Christ here as Ezekiel begins his ministry at age 30 as well. But more importantly, the principle that we see here is here we have Ezekiel. He is in captivity. He is surrounded by Babylon on all sides. And yet it's there in the midst of Babylon, surrounded by Babylon, that he sees a vision of God. The most spiritual thing that can happen to someone here on this earth happens to him in the midst of Babylon. Now, it's interesting because truly, my friends, we live in a Babylon world. Every single one of us has been carried against our will captive into Babylon We are surrounded on all sides with Babylon. However, we've also been taught that we are to establish Zion in the midst of Babylon. That even though we are surrounded in a world of wickedness, we are to establish a personal Zion. We are to become a Zion people where we are. We are to create righteousness all around us. And I love this example that we see from Ezekiel. Here he's surrounded by Babylon, surrounded by wickedness, and yet he experiences righteousness. He experiences miracles. He sees a vision of God. What this teaches me is that despite my surroundings, despite the evil world that truly makes me weep sometimes, despite the faithlessness of the world that we live in, we create our own personal environment. We create our own personal conditions that allow for us to commune with God and allow for us to have spiritual experiences with God. But we can only do that as we seek to establish Zion within ourselves. Zion is the opposite of Babylon. And whereas they might coexist side by side, meaning I can create Zion within myself and still live within this Babylon world, they can't coexist in the same being. I cannot have Babylon within my heart and Zion within my heart at the same time. I have to weed out 
Babylon by establishing Zion. Listen to how Elder Hatham put it. He said, describing a disciple's journey from darkness into light, the Lord told the early saints, and if your eye be single to my glory, your whole body shall be filled with light and there shall be no darkness in you. But that is hard to do today because modern culture is saturated with being double-minded and indulgent in unclean things. I heard President Hinckley once say that prosperity leads to indulgent and indulgence leads to sin. Indulgence means gratifying our vain desires in the proud belief that we deserve to have it all. So we keep one hand on the wall of the temple and one foot on the dance floor at Club Babylon. My friends, if we are to weed Babylon out from within ourselves, then we have to focus on building Zion in ourselves. And we can only do that by reliance on the atonement of Jesus Christ. It's his grace that allows us to weed bad things from us and replace those bad things with Christ-like attributes. And we can do it. We've been commanded to do it. And in and through the atonement of Jesus Christ, we have the power to do it. Listen what Elder Maxwell once said, Let us once and for all establish our residence in Zion and give up the summer cottage in Babylon. My friends, it's my testimony that as we focus on the Savior and use his infinite atonement, we can make our permanent residence in Zion and leave Babylon far behind. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.